And a very good evening to you from me, Father Emil. Yes, a very warm welcome to you on this Friday evening. The end of the week, the beginning of a brand new month, what can I say, and the beginning of a wonderful weekend. Well, I hope you're going to have a restful time, and it's good to be with you on this Friday evening. Thank you so much for joining me, Father Emil, in the little program we call As the Sun Sets. Well, today, great joy to those who have won the competition, which we've been, the drum of which we have been banging for the last eight weeks. At last, at last, at last, it's all come to an end, and some people are very, very happy indeed. But I must say a big thank you to those of you who have supported us and who have taken tickets in our competition. I'm really very, very grateful because this has been a great boost to increase our income at Radio Veritas, something which we need so desperately. Let's begin by asking the Lord to be with us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Jesus, I trust in you. 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 How come the world is not falling in love with you, O oh Lord? Why are your people so blind they just can't see? And the truth of love we're searching for can only be found in you. should come to your divine mercy there is nothing that we have done greater than your love you suffered and died on the cross to bring us back to you I trust in you From 
the cross I hear your voice reveal A love that is true When you ask, Father, forgive them For they know not what they do Oh, love that is most holy Oh, love divine I am so May we fall deeply in love with you, divine mercy, every moment of every day, to all eternity, do to me and all that I have, as it pleases you, my Lord, for the accomplishment of your will is my consolation. Lord, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Psalm 40, a prayer in sickness. Happy the man who considers the poor and the weak. The Lord will save him in the day of evil, will guard him, give him life, make him happy in the land, and will not give him up to the will of his foes. The Lord will help him on his bed of pain. He will bring him back from sickness to health. But as for me, I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My foes are speaking evil against me. How long before he dies and his name be forgotten? They come to visit me and speak empty words. Their hearts full of malice, they spread it abroad. My enemies whisper together against me. They all weigh up the evil which is on me. Some deadly thing has fastened upon him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Thus even my friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has turned against me. But you, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let me rise once more and I will repay them. By this I shall know that you are my friend. If my foes do not shout in triumph over me, 
If you uphold me, I shall be unharmed and set in your presence forevermore. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from age to age. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Psalm 45 about God being our refuge and strength. God is for us a refuge and strength, a helper close at hand in time of distress. So we shall not fear though the earth should rock, though the mountains fall into the depths of the sea, even though its waters rage and foam, even though the mountains be shaken by its waves. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. The waters of a river give joy to God's city, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within, it cannot be shaken. God will help it at the dawning of the day. Nations are in tumult, kingdoms are shaken. He lifts his voice, the earth shrinks away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come, consider the works of the Lord, the redoubtable deeds he has done on the earth. He puts an end to wars over all the earth. The bow he breaks, the spear he snaps. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God, Supreme among the nations, supreme on the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. All the peoples will come and adore you, Lord. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord? For you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All the peoples will come and adore you, Lord.
Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9. Chapter 9, verses 9 to 13. As Jesus was walking, he saw a man named Matthew sitting by the customs house, and he said to him, Follow me. And Matthew got up and followed Jesus. While he was at dinner in the house, it happened that a number of tax collectors and sinners came to sit at the table with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard this, he replied, It is not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. Go and learn the meaning of the word. What I want is mercy, not sacrifice. And indeed, I did not come to call the virtuous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, now we have the Gospel of Matthew. Remember, it was written in about the year 70. Matthew writing to those, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, to those early Christians, those Jewish converts, and encouraging them and trying to help them to understand the meaning of the good news that Jesus came to preach. We're now in this chapter 9 of the Gospel of Matthew, and just before us now for the last few chapters, 5, 6, and 7, we've been... Uh, listening to Jesus, talking to us on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, where he's been laying out the way we should be living. And now, today, what Jesus does in the Gospel is he actually puts flesh around some of the things he's been saying. He's been saying that we need to accept one another as brothers and sisters, to love one another. We need to come to know God and to love our brothers and our sisters and to respect them and so on. And today, Jesus... Um, just puts a bit of flesh around these bones and it's all uh, focused in the calling of Matthew. Now it's, it's important. I think this is a very, very pregnant gospel passage today. I say that because uh, it's Jesus who uh, goes walking along and he sees Matthew. Matthew, the word means gift, the gift of God, all right? So he sees Matthew. What's more, Matthew is one of those who are living on the peripheries of society. The people don't like him because he's a tax collector, and tax, <laughs> tax collectors have a bad name. They always were guilty of some sort of bribery and corruption. So they would always take their bit of the taxes that they collected from the people. So the tax collectors were not liked. They were hated by the people. Now, Jesus is talking and the Pharisees, the scribes, and so on, they're all watching and they're seeing what is happening. So what does Jesus do? He says to Matthew, come follow me. Now, Jesus was a Jew. And all the early apostles that Jesus called the early disciples, Peter and James and John and so on, these were all Jews. And here we've got somebody who is an associate with the Roman authorities. He was collecting taxes for the Roman authorities, so he was certainly not liked by the people. 
So Jesus doesn't go in and sit down and have a meal with all his fellow Jewish faithful people. He goes in and he has a meal. And who was at the meal? <laughs> Matthew. And with Matthew are a number of other tax collectors. All these people who are marginalized. These people who are hated by the, by the ordinary people and especially by the Jews. And the Jewish people and the scribes and the Pharisees and so on, they were very concerned about the laws of purity. They had hundreds of laws of purity. And to eat with tax collectors was against those laws. So here, here we have Jesus sitting down to table with some of these disciples and also a lot of tax collectors and sinners. And then the Pharisees say, why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? That's not allowed. You're going to be, become impure if you do that. So what we see happening here is Jesus steps out of the bounds of purity, out of those laws that should have been obeyed. And he's trying to tell us, Jesus is trying to tell us, that when we reach out to people, we have to reach out to the tax collectors and the sinners in our lives. That in the kingdom, everybody is going to be welcome. All the Peter, James and John and all the faithful Jews and so on. But also those who are excluded, the excluded ones, the marginalized, should be made to feel that they are part of the family of God. And this is what Jesus is doing today. That's why I say it's a very pregnant gospel. The very word Matthew means gift from God. So all these people who are on the fringes of society, the marginalized, the rejected, the people who are uh, frowned upon by others, these are all invited to become part of God's people. These are all gifts from God. As Matthew, the tax collector, his very name is a gift from God. Very significant that Jesus wants us to see that the marginalized are gifts from God. And Matthew in, in himself and in his name encapsulate, encapsulates this understanding or this uh, theme of being a gift from God. So there it is. So what Matthew is now doing in writing this, in, in speaking to his, uh, his newly formed converts is to say, listen, I know in our lives we are experiencing the fellowship of people who are faithful Jews and so on, but we need to include in God's family now everybody who up to now has been included, has been excluded, I should say. So we need to look at our own lives today and see who are the excluded in our society. Who are the ones that are frowned upon? Who are the ones that are the nuisance in our lives today? Look at Jesus and see what he did. Look at Matthew and see what he did in the year 70 when he wrote this gospel. And we must take, we must take the message from Jesus and from Matthew and apply that to our lives today. So that the excluded, the marginalized can truly feel part of God's family. Now who were these marginalized and excluded? These are the poor, the street people, the, 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 the criminals even, the people that, we, that we, we frown upon, that we look down upon, the people who have often uh, been outside of the church, people that feel 
I'm not, I'm not really part of that community. The gay community, for example, often feel excluded from the community. And Jesus would have gone out to all these people who would be termed tax collectors, if I can put it that way, marginalized, excluded. So we need to look at all these people, but they're also the poor, the lonely, the desperate, the discarded people, the people who, sometimes even the divorced, the, the people who find that because of something they've done or something they've said, are excluded from the community. These are the people we need to seek out. And again, just look into the life of Jesus and see how he reached out to the poor and the lame and the crippled and even the woman whose son had died and that sort of thing. At the pool of Siloam, as he, he reaches out to a man who's been there for 40 years and he can't get down to the waters when they're flowing. Jesus notices the little people. And how often do we notice the little people in our lives? So the gospel today is a real challenge to us to bring in the Matthews of this world into the community, to bring into our parish communities, into our Christian, our Catholic communities, to bring in the marginalized, the discarded people, the ones who really feel that they are not part of the community. It's to become sensitive to those people. Now, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, I think has been doing this and there's been great criticism great criticism from lots of people about what he's doing but he's doing exactly what Jesus did and he's being criticized exactly as Jesus was being criticized when he reaches out to the refugees when he reaches out to people who who live in homes for the discarded people when he goes down and he visits the old and the lame and the decrepit of this world People often say, but he's, 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 he's bringing himself down to the level where he shouldn't be. No, he's not. He's doing exactly what Jesus does. And I think he's reminding us of what we should be doing as a Christian people. So, my friend, today on this, uh, on this day, let's take to heart the message of Jesus, who says, come, follow me. And Jesus reaches out to all people to come and follow him, even those who are neglected, and discarded. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. He made us a line of kings, priests to serve God. Christ loved us and has washed away our sins with his blood. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Christ loved us, and has washed away our sins with his blood. The Lord has come to help us, his servants. He has remembered his mercy. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he had looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel 
for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has come to help us, his servants. He has remembered his mercy. Our God is our loving Father who cares for us and he knows all our needs. And so with confidence we pray, Father, may we find rest in your love. Christ your Son suffered and died for the church. Be with all Christians who are suffering tonight. Bring to the sick your comfort and healing. And this evening I would like to pray very especially for all those who are in hospital, or who are languishing at home with great pain and discomfort, thinking especially of um, Peter, who is the husband of Anne, out in Whitbank. And I pray for all those who are experiencing pain, discomfort of whatever kind. Lord, strengthen them through the victory of Calvary. Be near to us, Almighty Father, for you alone can save us from the evils that threaten us. And strengthen us in the hour of death. Let us know your peace. And bring the dead into your light. Comfort them with your presence. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, teach us the lessons of your Son's passion, and so enable us, your people, to bear the yoke he makes light for us. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
Christ has made the sure foundation that brings us to the end of our evening prayer. Thank you very, very much for joining me. All I can say is have a super weekend. Enjoy yourself. Relax. I'll be back with you on Sunday for Mass at 11 o'clock. Then again, Monday morning at 6. And so from me, Father Emil, thanks for your love, your support, and your prayers. And have a restful weekend. Goodbye, and God bless.